Costco situation in New York. Welcome to Spinsters, a podcast where all good things come to an end. Uh, Jordan is still on her honeymoon, having the time of her life. So uh, she'll be back next week. Um, Okay. This is a little harder than I thought it would be to add them. Um, Okay. This is actually... Next episode will actually be our last episode. Um, It has nothing to do with me and Jordan or me, Jordan, Harry, and Sierra. Uh, I think that we are all extremely sad not to be paid to talk to each other um, anymore on Zooms uh, for hours about nothing. Um, But there were just some things out of our control. Uh, I think, you know, there's exciting things ahead for us and we have just loved doing this. So we will talk about this more when Jordan's back next week. Um, Our last episode will be next Wednesday. Um, And yeah, we're we are very pleased to have Dan Devine on today to talk about um, his most interesting teams. Dan is one of my absolute favorite people. We worked together at The Ringer. He is now a senior writer, senior NBA writer for Yahoo Sports. And just one of the nicest, most supportive people you'll ever meet. I think during The Ringer's like unionizing, um, there were a lot of people who you just really have to have like the biggest balls in the world and also the most empathy in the world to be vocal about that. And Dan was just both like he was number one supporter, like number one cheerleader, but also number one on the front lines, if you will. And so, yeah, Dan is just the best. Um, He brought many good points and you're going to love what we're talking about. This episode of Spinsters is brought to you by Mendy. Mendy offers a line of safe and trusted hemp-derived CBD products, and I cannot skip out on the fact that this is a woman-owned company. You know we love that here. Now, I know what you're thinking, Haley, wow, you never sound this peppy when you're doing these reads. Well, it's because I had a full night's sleep last night. Last night, I took some of Mendy's sleep tincture before bed and slept fully through the night. I made breakfast for the entire house this morning. I walked my dog for longer than usual. So yes, we are now a Mendy household. Mendy's products are all natural for pain, sleep, stress, and energy. With Mendy, you have a choice between full spectrum and no THC. Mendy is a safe, inclusive choice if you're new to CBD. And did I mention that as woman-owned? Some things are worth mentioning twice. Spinsters listeners can save 30% on their first purchase using code SPINSTERS at checkout. This episode of Spencers is brought to you by Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Find top talent with Indeed's suite of powerful hiring tools like Indeed Instant Match, Assessments, and Virtual Interviews. Indeed knows when you're growing your own business, you have to make every dollar count. That's why when you sponsor a job, you only pay for quality applications from resumes in our database matching your job description. Visit indeed.com spinsters to start hiring now. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application pricing not available for everyone. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
Um, what is other... something you guys would get from Costco and like eat in or I guess use in an amount of time that would legitimize legitimize having a take up space in your apartment in your New York apartment? Wow. I already know what mine is. Those little uh, mandarin oranges. I could eat a hundred a day. Mm. I could eat them for breakfast, snack, lunch, snack, dinner, dessert. <laughs> they go in everything. Yeah. I think with the kids, it's like, cause I have an eight year old daughter and a five year old daughter. And with the kids, especially for like packing lunch and stuff, like if you had like an industrial size goldfish crackers, like, mm-hmm. the, like that is like the size of a door, <laughs> that would, that would be good. Like there's already the ones that it look like big milk containers mm-hmm. that are sort of like yo big by yo big, but like, uh, you know, like 10 X that would, I think work well here. You could even like use it as insulation or something like put it right. Yeah. Yeah. Sound baffling on the walls, yeah. like tear the, <laughs> the, the the containers apart. Yeah, goldfish are the optimal optimal snack for taking something to lunch because it's delicious. It's not extravagant. It's not like super sugary or maybe sugary at all. It's a good snack. Always, always I like to describe myself. So you know, extravagant, <laughs> not extravagant, sugar, not sugary, delicious, all those things. <laughs> Um, what about you, Harry and Sierra? I mean, I buy, I get, I get like t-shirts from Costco. So that, yeah. that kind of thing I would cop. I also like Costco has really good, um, God, I don't even know what to call this group. Like things like trash cans. Like I got a trash can that I could like wave my hand over and the thing went up like, um, to, yeah, you know, I'm not copying that in bulk, but I'm just like uh, unbelievably excited to have that. I also, I, I really do just like. I, I, this would be so stupid to buy, but I would do this is to like buy like one of those 48 egg, egg <laughs> things, because like that's just <laughs> yeah. the type of kind of like opulence I'm looking for. Like that 48 yeah. what? Kind of what were you talking about? Eggs, eggs like a 48. oh like at one time. Like a... Yeah, yeah, like in one guy, you know. Yeah. That would be a that you would blow up on TikTok if you were like, oh, that forty eight eggs, I'm gonna eat them in forty eight hours, yeah. and like every hour you like documented eggs in forty eight hours. <laughs> it's it's yeah, yeah. There's this, like that's um, not particularly. It's like a lot of eggs, but that's not particularly hard. Yeah. Right? D- what forty eight like, hours? Like, one egg an hour. Puke, like after the. Th- I don't know. Egg. I haven't eaten an egg in years. So maybe <laughs> yeah, I'm like, aren't you? Like, you're vegan. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that, that that's hubris right there. Being like, I haven't done this in a while, but I guarantee you, yeah, I could knock this out in two days. One egg. What's the I most? Mean, I yeah, I don't know. Because like, even in a scrambled, I could do a boiled egg. Like it's like sixteen yeah. omelets once a day. Yeah, that's a lot of. I mean, the thing is, like, of all the foods that make you pretty nauseous, if it like gets a little bit weird eggs are top of the list like absolute okay. top of the list yeah you get i won't die on this hill this isn't <laughs> yeah i think I it, this would be a very this. strange thing for you to be passionate about. i mean this is this is famously like cinema history this is this is cool hand luke no man can eat 50 eggs when it's like how do we make young paul newman look a little gross have him just eating a ton of eggs like <laughs> nothing but hard-boiled eggs it's like even that didn't work that guy was still gorgeous but like it, it didn't make him feel very good. So that was a, you know, like we, we've seen that on camera. I don't know that we need the verite version of that. Well, I get nauseous when the Rocky does the Rocky, yeah. The raw yes. eggs. Not the most right. nauseating thing in that movie, I'll say. It's probably him forcing that woman to stay in the apartment. 
Was that the first one or the second one? I don't know. The first time I saw that movie, I was like, this is the last time I'm seeing this movie. I don't like it. <laughs> hard to hard to believe like you had a, hard to believe you had a hard time at our previous place of work. The now being like, <laughs> I, I'm actually not in on the Rocky thing. So Yeah. God, there are a lot of things I had to hide not being in on. Um right. Just various pop culture things. I remember like, you know, you're just actively Googling your desk. So you're like, oh, yes. All right. <laughs> For example, still have never seen a single Fast and Furious. Oh, oh well, that's God. I mean, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit Me here and either. say that like you, you, you should with, withdraw from that pleasure just because of Bill Simmons. You don't have to do that. That's well, not... I've thought about it, but it feels a little overwhelming because have you guys ever done something or like later in life than other people and you don't like it? Yes. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. I, I feel I about. honestly sympathize with people who are getting into the wire only now because yeah, people are like, it's great. It's a great rewatch. It's a classic. But I think it's only a great rewatch if you have nostalgia for it. Because if you watch it now, there's there's like a lot of stuff where you're like, that's a little bit weird that that happened. But also the the creator of the show's weird. And then yeah. also just beyond that, like my main issue with it is like the quality of the show is like hard to watch. They'll I've said this a billion times. It's but when they snap the cameras when they're like staking out, the picture is fuzzy. They'll do like a still screen on the on the screen and it's fuzzy. So I'm like, what are you picking up from this information? I don't know. I don't think it'd be like the easiest rewatch. So that's kind of my fear for Fast and Furious is that I watch it and I'm like because right now I can just, you know, feign innocence and be like, or right. ignorance, I guess. I mean, both, honestly. But, you know, I can <laughs> I can just be like, oh, I've never seen it. But if I see it, I'm going to have to be upfront about the fact that I didn't like it if I don't like it. And then that exiles me further. Now it's like, she's quirky. She's never seen Fast and Furious. Well, I, and so Dan, it sounds like you, you have watched Fast and Furious. So this might be uh, uh, a hole in what I'm about to say, but. Because I, too, from afar, obviously, was always, like, confused about why the fa Fast and the Furious was, like, relevant, <laughs> you know, in sure. the ringer uh, 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 scope of, of influence. And I I'm going to go even another step and be like, I'm not sure those movies exist, the Fast movies. <laughs> I don't... Yes. I, not yes. only do I not... Have I never seen one, or a coming attraction for one, or a, a ad for one, or a clip of one... Dan, you are the first person I've ever met who has ever seen one. They, these oh, are wait, movies. I'm the that, real America. I'm <laughs> like the like, heartland on this one. I, 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 I do not know a person who has seen these movies. I don't know. I like. I'm a. These movies don't exist. True, truther. Harry, wow. I genuinely yes. think like you were in a coma or something that because that <laughs> no, is not the, that's not real. No, I've never like, seen I've never seen a Fast and Furious yeah, like I a Fast and the Furious. Yeah, yeah, and Furious. And there's like there's like there's like twelve of them. Yeah. No way. Whoa, this is really strange. I feel like I'm, <laughs> I think... I used to think prior to thirty seconds ago I was the only one who had never seen them. Um, no. But but do you at least acknowledge that they exist, Haley? Yeah, of course. No, I mean, <laughs> okay. you got to. Uh, not as much of a free, free thinker as me. But. That's right. 
I'm, I mean, Jordan Peterson's about... about to call Harry up and be like, "I think you're on to something." Yeah, I've got Kyrie yeah. on one hand, Jordan Peterson on the other. <laughs> looking for looking for TikTok bits. This sounds like a pretty good one. Like, prove to me, you know, like, yeah, here's I don't believe they exist. Prove me wrong, mm-hmm. and you know, poke holes yeah. and, and all those things. Yeah. No, the Rock is the Rock has just been making Black Adam for 15 years. <laughs> that kind of stuff. Yeah, various skyscraper movies. Yes, right. He's making what? Black Adam. Black Adam? What's yeah. that? It's like a it's... New superhero movie. Oh, okay. Never mind. I don't care. Um, <laughs> Dan. Yes. You are back at Yahoo Sports. Yes, I am. It's very exciting. Isn't that where you started your career? Yeah. The first thing I ever, first basketball thing I ever wrote for publication anywhere was, or like a, not just like my own blog was, for Yahoo Sports, and it was September of 2009. So I freelanced there for like two and a half years. I worked there full time for six and a half years. Now, four years after that, the ringer, I'm back. And I'm back as a senior NBA writer, which is a cool thing. And I have to also, I was also told specifically, make sure you identify yourself as a Yahoo Sports senior NBA writer. They're proud of me, Haley. Excited I that it. that's the case. I love it. Um, well, I'm proud of you. No, thank you. Just call back to to the meme I made with you one time. That's only a meme for you and me and two other people. That's all um, right. And you're writing a piece right now for Yahoo. Well, it's like an ongoing series that are your most interesting teams for this mm-hmm. season. Um, and I were those in order, the ones that you sent me? No, I mean, it's the order that they wanted them to go up in. So, oh, no, okay. those are just like five. It's five. And, you know, in any order you want to talk about them. And also, if you got some wild cards you want to throw at me, Haley, I will be, try to be as ready as I can. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. Um, I, I've i been a little MIA. I've been uh, I've been indulging in other activities, um, I will say. So I can't <laughs> wait to learn about about why you find these teams interesting. Right. On the on a base level, I would say I also do because I've seen your list. Okay, the first team I want to talk about <laughs> is the Raptors because they hold a special play, place in all of our hearts. Um, Absolutely. And okay, so give me the pitch. Why are they interesting? Okay, so remember the last few, like last few years, there's kind of been a lot of people that will say, you know, the NBA is getting kind of too samey. Like everybody's trying to just hunt layups and threes and it's can you get you know these sort of big wing scorers and can you sort of build a team this way everybody's chucking and the raptors were like instead what if we do like no centers no point guards except for one and then like everybody's six foot eight and does sort of everything all at the same time pretty well and everybody's going to switch every defensive responsibility everybody's going to bring the ball up the court everybody's going to initiate offense and let's just see if we can be freaking weird and they're like good at that. They won 48 games last year doing that. And they kept all of their most important guys. And a lot of their younger guys that are developing in that system should be even better at it. Like Scotty Barnes won rookie of the year. And I kind of feel like he almost like just like yawned his way into 15 points a game. Like he's still mm. figuring out how to be really good. Uh, Precious Achua is like by the end of last season was bombing threes and going end to end, like offer rebounds. And there's just like a lot of weird players that have roughly similar dimensions. And it's almost like a, like a like a prerequisite to get north of the border. You have to be like six, eight with a seven, one wingspan and do everything at like a B plus level. 
Yeah. And like no other team is built like that. No other team is built that way. So every night you watch them against somebody that's like normal or conventional, that normal conventional team is like, wait, what the hell are we supposed to do? How do you play these guys? Like, how do we beat that guy? What are we? And it's like, the, like everybody else is like a little bit pissed off that the game is different than it usually is, but that can lead to some fun styles make fightsy kind of uh, watching. Well, who do you think that then a, an unconventional style team like that matches up against the best and I guess the worst? Like, can you anticipate them really struggling against any particular um, team or like team's philosophy or makeup? I, well, I feel like maybe Cleveland. Yeah, where you've got like, uh, so wait, which in which direction do you mean? Do you that mean they like, would, that they would probably like struggle? Um, in a yeah, series, I, I but also I just think off the bat, like the first time they play, they'll probably lose. That could be. Well, I mean, so Cleveland's going to be going to be fun in a few different directions. But like, yeah, that there is a sort of a, a, a much more specific difference of like, these are our little guys who dribble and shoot. And these are our big guys who defend and rebound. And like there's kind of Mobley bridges those gaps a little bit. But there's much, yeah, definitely a much more stratified way that the team works. And the Raptors is like you know, uh, our socialist friends to the north, they're egalitarian in that way. And it's a little bit more, everybody kind of does everything. Um, the team, uh, the, like, they wound up playing in the first round of the playoffs last year, and it wasn't quite the way you wanted it to go because Fred Van Vliet was kind of dragging his leg around and wasn't 100% healthy. But like, Babyless. they are, they're, yeah, right. He's, every postseason, we've got to do it like clockwork. Every postseason, a new baby, just so, you know, have his power boost in time for the playoffs. Mm -hmm. um, but there's like, they, a team like Philly that has Embiid and Harden, like you don't have, and no one's got one defender that just pose that just deals with Embiid. So the Raptors being like, instead, we're sending five guys at him all the time. We are swarming him with these. It is kind of literally the T Rex versus a pack of Raptors. Like it's sort of the way they defend him is like everybody going at him at once. And with Harden, it was, well, can he beat somebody off the dribble? No, because all these dudes are like, they're going to switch everything. And it's mm -hmm. six, eight guys with giant arms that he can't get around. So stylistically, that was like kind of the perfect underdog uh, chance for them to be able to topple uh, a favorite. It didn't work out because Embiid's incredible and uh, Van Vliet was hurt. But like, I think that's the kind of thing, like there's going to be a lot of teams where there's one guy who sort of is the top of the pecking order and the Raptors like, well, what if we just swarm that guy and we trust that all of our guys can kind of make up for it on the other end. And it's just going to be like, I think that there, there's a chance that their offense just isn't potent enough because they don't have those Donovan Mitchells and Darius Garland's like the, the main initiators uh, on that level. But it's also possible that like everybody levels up and they're like a 50 win team because they're just super deep with wave after wave of guys that can, uh, you know, attack and f facilitate and defend. Like it's just a, a very different team construction than most of the other teams in the league. So I'm kind of interested to see how they play out over the course of the season. Yeah. Cause I think it, it all kind of hinges on, will they be able to stay healthy, which is such a, like every team has that um, sure. question mark, but also, Will they be able to uh, keep up that exertion um, throughout a season? Yeah. And but I mean, to me, like, what's the issue with taking that chance? If if this is how your team can succeed best, I just think you know I, I don't want to be like the the person who is uh, thinking like five steps ahead unnecessarily. I just think it's fun. Like this is what 
uh, Bielsa's teams do in soccer a lot is like they kind of burn out like during the second half of the season. But occasionally it has worked. Um, And yeah, you just got to go with like what your strengths can be against these other teams. Something we said the last episode was that there might be like a huge number of teams who tank this year too. And so if you're ever going to take or be able to like optimize this kind of aggression, it it might be this year. For sure. And especially because it's, you don't have to squint all that hard to see like three all-stars on this team, right? Like Pascal Siaka made all NBA last year. Fred Van Vliet was an all-star last year. Scotty Barnes won rookie of the year and might be, you know, should you expect him to be even better? Like, if you are a team that can boast like three legit all-star two-way count two-way players, like you're probably going to be really good. And so then whatever style best leans into what those three guys do well. And, you know, the question is going to be, is it, is there enough shooting outside of Fred Van Vliet, you know, with Gary Trent Jr. There, like, do they move him in and out of the starting lineup? How, how do you make enough space for all those sort of big wings to get to the rim? But beyond that, like, they're going to play defense like their hair's on fire. They're going to uh, force a ton of turnovers and get out in transition. And they've got just like a bunch of young, fun, athletic, aesthetically pleasing players to watch. So like, I think, I feel like that they're, they're going to be worth checking in on. And I also like just as a, 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 a stylistic variant for most nights that plays a pretty fun, wa- fun, watchable brand of basketball. And that might wind up being really freaking good. Yeah. Uh, well, good. That was very I think optimistic, but fair analysis. (laughs) That's what I'm going for. Optimistic, but optimistic, (laughs) but fair. Uh, It's the, it's still the preseason. Like, you know, everybody's uh, undefeated and going to remain. So for the next eight months, I just think, yeah, I think the right way to be going into a season is like optimistic with everyone. Cause you know, put that energy into the um, basketball universe and then also if you're right about a team like can you imagine if we were the only like pro lakers people were like no it's definitely gonna work and then it ended up (laughs) working it was just one of those weird like fluky years where it all worked that would be we would be the smartest people in basketball even though we made it up um okay who's who's the next team that you want to talk about um can i interest you in some memphis grizzlies i would love that so the thing about the Grizzlies is like from a narrative perspective, you make the big leap and then what's your encore, right? Like what, how do you write the next part of the story after you get really good? You know, um, a friend of uh, mine, Paul Flannery used to write, cover the NBA for SB Nation, used to say to me like the best, the most fun you can have in the NBA is right before you get really good. So you think about those teams that were like, they never, they weren't at, you know, at the, the peak of it, but they were getting there and everybody was so amped about it. And so the Grizzlies do that last year. They win 56 games. Ja is like a sensation. And they, you know, the, uh, Steve Kerr said after the finals, like the, the Grizzlies gave them the toughest series they had along the way, maybe just some shades of the Celtics, but also like that was the toughest matchup they had to deal with. And so now where do you, like the, the arrows pointing upward, the expectations are, are much higher but also the West is better, right? Like the Clippers are healthy now. The Nuggets are healthy now. The Lakers will see. Obviously, you and I have staked out our position as being the two most positive Lakers uh, prognosticators out work. there. It's totally going to work. And we're going to be right. And everyone's going to have to clip this and tell us. Um, like there's just so much depth in the conference. So like 
they could be still really good, but not win 56 games. That's really hard to do. But the flip side of that is like Dylan Brooks missed most of last season. John missed a ton of time. They didn't have their best players together a lot last season. The relic, I forget the exact amount of minutes that their starting lineup played, but it was really small. Like what if those guys play together more and they're even better this year? Mm -hmm. So there's like this variance capacity for them of they're going to be, again, they're going to be fun. They're going to look to run every, every chance they get. Ja is must watch TV whenever he gets the chance to, to play, but also like, I don't know, they could be right back up at the, you know, two seed being incredible because their guys are all together more, but they could also be finding themselves fighting for the play in again, which is a, a stage that they thought they were past. And from a narrative, like the, the way that the, the story kind of develops, I think that's a really interesting place for a team to be. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I will point out that uh, isn't Jaron Jackson Jr. He's going to miss the beginning of the season because he's, yes, he's got yeah. the foot injury. So that, and I think the timetable was like the timetable it always is when someone has an injury at the beginning of the season. It's like November to January, which means it'll yeah. be February. Like it's either going to be mid-January or it's going to be February. Maybe he'll try to come back in like December, but then they're going to be like, yeah, but you know, Chris, like we can take the holiday break. Like let's just take sure. a while. Um one thing I'll say know. to that, though, one thing I'll say to that, though, is that that, again, just from the perspective of how does a team problem solve also presents some some pretty interesting choices for them. Like the guy who was the backup for last year who played mo and for the last several years was Kyle Anderson, slow-mo, and he's gone. He's in Minnesota now. And so they kind of don't have a veteran backup at the four. So it's all these young guys. Like, is it going to be the rookies that they drafted, Jake LaRavia or David Roddy? Is it going to be Santi Aldama, this guy who barely played last year, but then had a nice summer for them and was playing, you know, looking good early in the preseason? There's all these sort of like unproven, untested guys that they totally believe in because they like mm -hmm. the, the, the Grizzlies look for certain things when they draft in terms of, you know, uh, assist rate and shooting and, and, you know, the way they create steals and blocks and stuff like that. And they, they think they're going to fit into the system, but no one has any idea. And that for them to just say, well, we believe with what we've got on hand without another trade, we can just like replace a defensive player of the year candidate and keep rocking. Like, how? How do you do that? That's going to be really fun to see. I saw there. Uh, I forget. I think it might have been Chris Harrington at the uh, Daily Memphian. If I might be wrong, but somebody that I saw was like, "What if Dylan Brooks is your starting power forward now, and you just get more wings in there?" It's like, well, that sounds weird and potentially dangerous. But I kind of I wouldn't mind seeing it. So like, they're a team with all these potential answers and really big questions, but they kind of have to knit it all together on the fly with the expectation that you're going to win 50 plus games and compete for a championship. Like it's a lot. A I lot don't of think states, it's fair right? to put that expectation on them. I think it'd be great if they finished the season all right. I genuinely do because when you're a right. young team, like all you have is the future. So putting all the pressure on them this earlier, like putting the pressure on if, if it turns out to be a bit underwhelming compared to like the expectations you were saying at the end of the season and people start jumping on the like need to make a big trade, need to make a right. big, you know, I don't know. Just don't over pressure something into breaking up before it's ready to materialize. The Phoenix Suns, for example, um, <laughs> you know, sometimes it never does, but you don't have to wait a decade and a half uh, like the the Blazers did. You know, they're all so young. I just think it would be fine if they finish all right. The other thing is like, you said there are big changes that will probably just sort of become a little bit like hazy in our memory when when if they do start uh, a little bit worse than anticipated. 
Um, and when you're young, like just to make a real life metaphor, and you do something stupid, then you're like, oh, I vow to never do something stupid again. You And then you have a good stretch. You always do something stupid again. So I guess the <laughs> metaphor here is like, if you have a bad season, it doesn't mean that you're only going to have bad seasons. Like you you right. come back from that and you learn for a while to not have bad seasons. It's just, <laughs> it just happens. It's just part of life. You know what I mean? We've all taken very embarrassing elves in our youth. So I just think, I hope that there's not too much pressure on them. Um, but it, I think there is. I guess is what well, yeah. I'm saying. I mean, I think it's, and it's, it's, the, you're absolutely right. Like they, they don't have to just look at it and say, this is the, if it doesn't happen this season, it's never going to happen. The, I mean, the, the, I guess, counterpoint to that is like, you know, with the teams like the Thunder of the of years gone by, where it was like, we're going to be here every year. And then, you know, it doesn't. So you got to sort of seize those opportunities when you get them. But you're absolutely right. Like, this is the, it should by all rights be the start of something. Like they extended Jaron Jackson Jr. last summer. They extended Ja this summer. Um, you know, they're going to make a decision on Dylan Brooks and where, you know, where they go from there. But Zaire Williams is there. They have all these young guys that they've drafted. They they believe they've got uh, Desmond Bain uh, is going to be up for an extension after the season, I think. And they love him. They, I'm sure they want to build around him. So like they've got the core of something that should stand the test of time. But I think that's, they have also sort of put that pressure on themselves. Like they're a team that last season was talking cash shit to everybody that that they you know they came across. They're out there telling LeBron no one's scared of him. They're like yapping at everybody. Uh, they're going at the Warriors. Like they want that. They want the crown. They want that pressure. And so I don't know. I, I think there's a lot of directions it can go, and a lot of. Like so, if, if from the, the way the story can evolve for them, but also just night to night on the court, I think they're going to tell different stories with the style of play that they have. And mm-hmm. I'd like Jaron Jackson Jr. To, to be part of that. Hopefully, it's a you know more closer to like he misses because he he that happened at the very beginning of free agency. So like hopefully it's he's back closer to the start of the season. But if he's not, you know, then yeah, like you have three months of trying to figure out what you do with it. Um, and I don't know. I think that's like. There's an opportunity for a lot of different things to, to evolve it in kind of interesting ways for them. So, uh, and I think the, the fact that jaw is just like jaw dropping every time he gets on the court means there's going to be something interesting to pay attention to every night with them while that bigger story comes together. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. I, a feet injury, I'm always like, okay, so you're at the back of the timetable. Mm-hmm. That's fine. But yeah. I, I am, I guess I just am um, cynical there. This episode of Spencer's is brought to you by Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Don't spend hours on multiple job sites looking for candidates with the right skills when you can do it all with Indeed. Hate waiting? Indeed's U.S. data shows over 80% of Indeed employers find quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job description the moment they sponsor a job. Something I love about Indeed is the virtual interview option. That virtual interview tool means there's nothing to download. Just click and talk. With virtual interviews, Indeed saves you time. You can message, schedule, and interview top talent all in one place. Indeed knows when you're growing your own business, you have to make every dollar count. That's why when you sponsor a job, you only pay for quality applications from resumes in our database matching your job description. Visit indeed.com spinsters to start hiring now. Just go to indeed.com spinsters. Indeed.com spinsters. Terms and conditions apply. 
cost per application pricing not available for everyone. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This episode of Spinsters is brought to you by Mendy. Mendy offers a line of safe and trusted hemp-derived CBD products, and I cannot skip out on the fact that this is a woman-owned company. You know we love that here. Now I know what you're thinking, Haley, wow, you never sound this peppy when you're doing these reads. Well, it's because I had a full night's sleep last night. Last night, I took some of Mendy's sleep tincture before bed and slept fully through the night. I made breakfast for the entire house this morning. I walked my dog for longer than usual. So yes, we are now a Mendy household. Mendy's products are all natural for pain, sleep, stress, and energy. With Mendy, you have a choice between full spectrum and no THC. Mendy is a safe, inclusive choice if you're new to CBD. And did I mention that as woman-owned? Some things are worth mentioning twice. Spinsters listeners can save 30% on their first purchase using code SPINSTERS at checkout. Okay, who's next on the list? All right. So speaking of feet injuries and big guys, um, Zion Williamson is coming back to the New Orleans Pelicans. And I think you could say like Zion Williamson is coming back and then have that be the end of the sentence. And that's why they're interesting. I think that's pretty fair. Um, But also like that is a team that found itself in real time last year and established a pecking order on the like on the run and Brandon Ingram became like he was probably a like fringe consideration all-star because of how bad they started the season but he was incredible for the second half of last season and then was awesome in the playoffs against Phoenix became like a legit number one guy for them CJ McCollum comes in and instantly it's like oh wow I'm actually a point guard I probably should have been playing point guard for the last 10 years except I was on a team with a better point guard Mm -hmm. um but is and like the fact that he's 6'3 and not that good at defense doesn't matter as much when you're a point guard. And that's true. Like you have more guys around you and they draft these wings. They develop these young guys. They find, you know, Jose Alvarado kind of in the undrafted pile and they build a team that makes sense. They were, I think, I I know you, I know Haley, you're a big fan of advanced analytics. So let's talk about the stats. Um, Plus 5.2 points per hundred with Ingram and CJ on the floor together. Like that was the same net rating that the Warriors had last year. So they were really good with their main guys on the court after the trade deadline. They pushed Phoenix to six in the first round. And now they're going to replace Jackson Hayes in the starting lineup with Zion Williamson, who the last time we saw him actually play was like... When was it? It was this, uh, like May of 2021, I think, was the last time he played a game. Oh, no, that can't be right. 500-something days. Yeah, or so yeah, maybe it's May of 2021, like, like a, a close to a year and a half. Um, have... have uh... Um, Zion Williamson and Spinsters been like alive at the same time. Oh. Has anybody? Uh... What if, what if when Spinsters ends, like Zion comes back and he's the best he's ever? Right, been. it's the Spinsters curse. Yeah. Oh my god. I mean, it's a better, uh, you know, maybe you're, you know, a, a sacrifice that's the the, the basketball world. A necessary agrees, but sacrifice. Yeah. yeah, this is the real reason. Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I just, you know what? I'll say it. I have no, absolutely zero thoughts or hopes for the Pelicans because I just feel like investing anything into a player, not investing anything, but counting all of these verbs make it sound like I'm anti-Zion. I just don't even want to expect anything because I'm just so unsure 
at what he's going to be for how long he's going to be it. Uh, I can't remember. They might be in this room or it might be one of my other friends who told me in confidence, which I'm repeating now. <laughs> on a podcast in on front a of podcast. a microphone. Yes. Okay. Uh, but I'm not saying the name, but also they might be in this room, proverbial room. Um, someone thinks that Zion is like going to be not like not irrelevant his entire career. Are they in this room? Wasn't me. Okay, mm -hmm. I thought it was you, Harry. I'm yeah, close no. on. <laughs> but now I now I do know who it is. Unlike the right. uh, the um, and she fast Hello. series, I do believe in Zion. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I think that that's like listen. I would say I respect your desire to not be hurt. Again, Haley, I respect that you are guarding your heart and trying to um, you know you know erect barriers where uh, they need to be. But I also think that part of this whole experience is learning to live and love openly, right? And and being willing to have uh, have your, yourself dragged through the dirt, but with the idea that eventually at the end of that line, something beautiful may come out of it. And uh, New Orleans has had like a real bad run of the stars that they get eventually leaving them and the teams that they were looking forward to rooting for for a long time not being uh all that interesting or all that good for that long and this is like a chance like it felt like something organic happened last year and there was the like grinch's heart grows three sizes kind of moment toward the end of the season where all the talk about zion had been like he's going to miss the whole year and everyone's waiting for him to go to new york and his shoe contract is going to push him here and his stepdad's going to push him there and whatever else and then, like he's back on the bench watching them win and play, and like the see, like the playoff games uh, in New Orleans being like parties, and he's into it and he's vibing with it. And then, like now, he's as soon as they, they gave him the contract extension offer, he signed it and got excited about it. So, like, you're absolutely right to say like we don't necessarily need to put expectations on what was yeah whatever like a 36 and 46 team last year, right? Like we don't have to do that, but why the hell not, right? What else are we here for? I'm convinced. Sorry, I'm, I'm there. Convinced. It is. I I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna soften your heart, Haley. I'm gonna bring it around. Rooting for the Pelicans is like an essential part of the human experience. I, Thank you very much. I watched a, like four minutes of New Orleans preseason basketball and saw Zion like rip through drive baseline and dunk, and I was like, he's back. He's Here we go. Twelve year <laughs> yes, career. Right. Like he's not getting injured again. He really is like unbelievable when he's remember when he's how right. excited everyone was when he was coming to the nba and we just like haven't gotten to see it yet we need to tap back in to that excitement mm -hmm. You're right. that was the last time we were unified on something let's all do ayahuasca totally it okay well, that's like back. a separate conversation yeah. but all right yeah <laughs> i made on that too no for zion <laughs> hey listen if you're out there and you're hesitant on you're on Zion and you want to get back to a place where you remember your old feelings and emotions about him. Do some ayahuasca. You don't even have to go to South America ah. anymore. They do it in the States. <laughs> I, I guess my question, now this is maybe outing myself as a total square. How would be we be doing it for him? Like how would he accrue benefit from us doing it? Nothing except for our support. This is mostly for us. Again, like you said, <laughs> to open our hearts okay. again. Right. Well, we could take um, a, some of his clothes, some harvest some of his sweat. I mean, there are ways yeah. we could. Yeah, no, there, know. I mean, yeah, there's definitely, that. That, that's different. That's another drug completely. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I think that, uh, 
if he could feel the, like the overwhelming support of just like thousands of can you imagine if he's like focusing their energy on hundreds of thousands of people did ayahuasca for me <laughs> hundreds of thousands of people vomited we're starting a cult right now mm. yeah well we're getting a little culty but hey all right this is what i mean it, it's what i was really hoping for out of this experience i was like maybe i'm gonna go on this podcast with my friend and start a cult today maybe that's <laughs> yeah. what's gonna happen today <laughs> it's been building i'm trying to think about what uh what drug would be necessary for all the teams you've mentioned so far i think the nuggets you don't need a drug which we're about to you know don't need one they are the drug the pelicans we've established the grizzlies the grizzlies i don't know i mean painkillers i feel like because i mean they're they're already kind of sped up so maybe it's like a downer right maybe or maybe depressant it's feeling like dmt oh you're going dmt (laughs) okay feeling a little DMT to me. Um, the Raptors, of course, as we love the Raptors, I will say they are ecstasy themselves. Don't need anything. We love the Raptors. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, also, wait, we also, hang on. If, if we're going to transition to the Nuggets, it's got to be weed, right? Like, it's it has to just be getting extremely high and watching Nikola Jokic and thinking that he's an actual yeah. dinosaur or something like that. Yeah. Okay. Yes. I'm in on that. So number one reason to get excited about the Denver Nuggets from so the next interesting team we'll talk about is, is getting so high that you think that Nikola Jokic is like at a building with arms. That sounds really good. Um, but from a uh, from a basketball perspective, it's like we got to see what they like, like they had a plan and an idea and a way of like, we're going to build this thing. And they made they put the final piece into the puzzle and they traded for Aaron Gordon and they got to watch what that team looked like for five games. Notable then, homophobe, Aaron Gordon. Really? <laughs> this is, hold on, Dan, I'm so sorry. Please remember no, by your all means. This is the funniest fucking thing to have happened in the off season. Okay, I think it was Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards had this, yeah. took a video and it was of these guys who were just having a good fucking time. And I forget what slur he called them. Think the F or did he just call them I like? I think that's right. Did he insinuate? I think he. I think he said said the F slur. Um, but anyway, he uh, he was it was offensive. It was horrible. I was like, dude, yeah. come on! Like we all want to support you. You even understand how many NBA fans are gay? Like, just yeah. don't do it. You know. Um, and he apologized. It was a nice apology. I feel like it could have been more. Um, yeah, it could have been more. Anyway, so he is uh, experiencing the fallout of his actions, right? He's fully experiencing it. He is also, other people are witnessing just how bad this can be, which I will say, sh- everyone should have learned from Rajon Rondo, who is a, another notable bad person. Um, not calling Anthony Edwards a bad person, but just Google Rajon Rondo bad things he's done lately. Um <laughs> Who also made a homophobic remark. When was that? 2015? Like, was the, was he with Boston when he did that? I'm pretty sure. So anyway, a yeah, very that was, long. That was, that was the Bill Kennedy thing, right? With the, uh, the ref where Bill Kennedy yeah. then like was like, oh, by the way, I'm going to come out as gay and uh, talk to Kevin Arnovitz about it. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. Um, okay. Anyway, so like, don't be homophobic. Right. But everyone sees the fallout of this. <laughs> Literally, I think it was like a quote tweet of his of Anthony Edwards 
I don't know if he got suspended. To be honest, I didn't keep up with the story. I was like, I'm checking. He got, out. He got, he got fined. He got he fined. got fined. Okay, yeah. Because the thing about it is, like, if you get your news from Twitter, you you get so many people being like, "Why would he get fined?" Like da da da. And I just don't want to see that stuff. So Aaron Gordon quote tweets the tweet of him getting fined with three thumbs down. Oh I'm like, dude, Ew. you didn't have to say anything. You could have just been homophobic in private. You could have just been a fucking loser in private. But instead, you decided to come onto Twitter, see how much trouble uh, and people that Anthony Edwards hurt, right? How many people were truly upset? And you said, you know what? Let me throw myself in that mix. Do they even know each other? Like, do we have any proof that these guys are like friends? So all I will say to this, you are, I'm not arguing with you and you are, you are right. I will say Aaron Gordon did go like, wait, my bad. Once he sort of knew what happened. Uh, This is Mike Singer at the Denver Post. uh, Aaron Gordon on the Anthony Edwards tweet. I hate seeing my brothers get money taken from, taken from their pockets. Dot, dot, dot. That being said, I was ignorantly posting emojis. It's a valid fine. Uh, and he did not know what Edwards had been fined for. I don't believe that for one second. There's no way that he was like, just randomly like, oh, he got fined. You know <laughs> what? I, there's no way. Like, you're not going to have. And if you don't have the the thought process to like see, let me see what he got fined for. Yeah, then you're a bonehead anyway. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. sorry. I just think that is so. No, that was no, the funniest completely- thing to happen this entire postseason. Because he had absolutely no need to do that you don't need to include yourself it's like when my the myers leonard shit happened if he like imagine if he was like three thumbs down to him getting kicked out of the league like you don't have to do or i mean he was never like hard kicked out he was soft kicked out um he was soft fired to use a a modern term um but (laughs) anyway yeah it's just he he not quietly quit he Um, not quietly quit my other idea for this other like most interesting teams was we could assign them like the hyper specific labels that girls are giving themselves on tiktok um but i forgot all of them because my brain is washed over by the fact that one of the new ones is called warm girl Mm -hmm. sierra do you remember the other ones oh there's there's like warm girl and soft girl soft girl and clean girl. Clean girl. Clean I- girl's like the big one. <laughs> is there? This is a new crop all relating to each other? No, they're separate. No, they're, oh. warm they're girls, but new. they kind of run in the same vein. Warm clean girl, girl is was all like summer micro, micro. And, yeah. and spring. Yeah. Warm girl's um, a new one. It's yeah. all about like clean girl, model off duty, aesthetic, um, self-care girl. Like Clean girl's like I wear makeup that you can't tell I wear makeup and yeah. um and I, I put dress my hair in a bun. I dress like norm curl norm core yeah anyway yeah. after you after we're <laughs> done going through them we'll assign we'll assign the labels you know I, I'm going to I think I might need uh y'all to to take the lead on that because I don't even know that I would know where to begin mm-hmm. with just determining what those mean let alone which way they should be uh, directed well the um, trick is they're kind of meaningless like warm girl it's like a picture of a girl drinking coffee one girl's in a, museum. In a sweater in a Being sweater a- like in a diner. and i actually i can't tell if it's like the aesthetic is like warm tone colors and filters or like doing or just like, like with the coffee in the sweater you're like okay physically warm but if she's in a museum i'm like i feel like they don't heat museums super hot that's not good for the art where's the warmth <laughs> I think right. that I genuinely think it's like girls who wear a lot of blush. 
Because that's not clean girl. Clean girls don't Sweaty wear a lot girls. of blush. I think it's like somebody one day was like, I really like the clean girl aesthetic, but I want to, I love blush. <laughs> yeah. What if I had like a red cheek? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. We'll being have you like, go over them. Dan. <laughs> being like, I think Nikola Jokic is a clean girl as you like get into <laughs> your yep. roll back I in would, your head. <laughs> I was going to say, I, I could, I could stand to see him with some blush. I think that, I think that might be a really nice look for him. Yeah. Who, who's like a, you know what, Dan, I think you're a, you're either an it girl or you're a cottage core girl, but you live in New York, so it doesn't really yeah. work. But I, I feel mean, like I deep inside you, there's a cottage core girl. So is horse girl one of them? Because Jokic could be that. You know, horse girls kind of made a 180. I won't say it's the full 180, but it used to be like the biggest fucking like, oh, fucking she's a horse girl. She's a freak. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. But now it's like horse girl, like because nature's really in right now. Um, yeah. Like a more of a neo horse girl. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh, yep. Yeah, it's a neo okay. horse girl. Well. Nature's uh, super in. Like look at... Yeah. Yeah. No. Sierra it's all about, about trend alert, walkable cities. That's all the youth are Wa- talking about Wa- on TikTok oh is walkable like neighborhoods. The last four <laughs> well, that's good. All of the walk. No, oh, it's absolutely. amazing. It's finally great. something I can get behind. Right, you know what right. I mean? Um, but when Clean Girl came about, I was like, finally, I hate wearing eyeliner. But also, <laughs> no, the walkable cities thing is like two thumbs up, man. Good for you. Also, I was going to tweet this. I'll just tell you guys this because I'm. Maybe I'll also tweet it. But I was asking my dad because somebody tweeted something about like, we need to start taking this into our own fucking hands. Like we need to put stop signs and speed bumps and like oh, just start that's... walking on the street. Oh, yeah. And I was like, I yeah, like I'm that. Down, we should yeah. just start yeah. walking on the streets. Um, And I, I remember my dad telling me a story from a while ago about like someone doing something like this. And I said, what? What was that story about the community you used to live in that like put something in their community? And he said, this was in Columbus, Georgia. A subdivision of houses was on the north side of town. As the area to the north grew, many people used this residential street as a cut through a thousand cars a day. Now, that might be a little hyperbolic, but I don't That's know. A lot. They tried speed bumps, but nothing changed. One night, the residents sealed one end with planters and a concrete barrier. City said they would remove it, but they didn't. Problem solved by community action. Probably 1979 or 1980. The first time he told me the story, too, I remember he mentioned that they, the city, I think, removed it one time, and they just put it back. And they were like, we'll always put it back. So that's, that's where we need that's to go. Rad. Yeah, community, yeah. walkable community girls. Walkable community girls. Plural. I I love this. I love everything about it. I'm not entirely sure how it relates to Jamal Murray, but I love it. <laughs> I- <laughs> also, I have to stop and just like stop it for a second and just say like, Haley O'Shaughnessy, you said that you thought I, w- I might be an it girl. And like, what a nice thing to say about me. You're, you're the first person. You're the first person ever, ever, said, ever said that about me. And I, it took 40 years, but I got it. <laughs> and thank you so much. That's like such a sweet and kind thing to say. Oh, you're um, 100% an it girl. I'll take it. So the point with the Nuggets was like they didn't get to see their full team and now they get to see their full team again and they added some more wings. Um, But we can move on from them if you would like to. No, 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 no. Actually, I don't want to because I think of all the teams you're talking about, the Nuggets are the one where I think I would like to pick to watch like every single game. I've Mm -hmm. always loved the Nuggets. Last year, I was like, the Nuggets are going so far. Even, Even when they don't have everybody, which the last two years they have not yeah, yeah. like notably um they've made it work 
I love a fucking team that can make it work. I love like the type of, I mean, it just feels like for the last, I don't know. I love when you embody everything that like Will Barton is and you're like, I'm going to put it into a team. I'm going to make that my team identity no matter where he is. Like long after he's gone. I just feel like that's the nugget so much. And it's also impressive to me that you can still be entertaining when your second and third best player are um, gone. Uh, I don't know if that's like consensus third best, but they no, I think so. Like, and it's in in like you know general things that we can appreciate. Great in passing, that's really good. That just symbolizes your team likes each other. I always mm-hmm. like a team that likes each other too. Um, could score, obviously could not defend. That was a huge problem, but I think they might have like semi solved that or or been on. They're on the way to solve that. Um, and they were also great on the road, which is just fun because then you could watch them against other teams. Like you know, I don't know. The, those are rallying wins. I love a good like literal win, but also it's a moral win as well. Um, right. They have Bruce Brown. They have KCP. Mm-hmm. Good. Like now, now you'll be able to level up with defensively as well. So I think, I think that's the idea. And I think part of it too, just from a vibes perspective, a always a good thing when your uh, backup point guard or like number one bench guard is named bones. Yes. Number two, he was like, or they, or people around him. I don't know. We're like bones is a cool name, but we also need a different nickname for you. And I was like, well, busy. <laughs> and it's like, so you're like the entire Bone Thugs and Harmony situation right now. And it's like, yeah, yeah. As a young man to take on that kind of mantle um, is, is a, from a vibes perspective, I think just incredible. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're, they're in a position now where they theoretically could play big. They could play small. They can, uh, they have guys who can defend. Like last year they were at, in the playoffs, they were asking like Will Barton and Austin Rivers to guard Steph Curry and Clay Thompson. Like they now don't have to do that. They have other guys who can actually do handle those roles a little bit better and Jokic is nuts and does something every time you watch him that you haven't seen before so yeah I think like there is a chance that again you know watchability as you said like they're going to be kind of fun no matter where what who you're watching them against and then in terms of like the big superstructure of the league that could absolutely be like a 55 win team that's at the top of the west and uh if that happens like what it, uh, from a you know like the history perspective like if Jokic does what he did last year, but also like even a little bit more and they win 55 games, like he can't possibly win three straight MVPs, right? Like the way, you know, crusty ass writers like me who are not it girls are going to be like, you can't give a guy three in a row. Like that's a Bill Russell thing, or that's a Larry Bird thing, or that's another Celtic thing. And you (laughs) like, can't do that. Um, But also like, what if he just is? So I don't know. I think there's like, uh, there's a lot of interesting aspects to what the season is. And like, also how much can you believe in, I, th- I think the number was 117 minutes that that group played together before uh, Jamal Murray tore his ACL and they were incredible. And like, but that's also two hours, you know, like nothing <laughs> in the grand scheme of things, like how much can you buy it? And, uh, but now we get to find out. So I think that's, that, that is something worth keeping an eye on. I buy it. Cause they had it with, they were, they were doing well without it. And now they've got even more. I mean, and we right. I didn't even mention like Bruce Brown and KCB, like what, what they'll help with on offense either. I buy yeah. it. I fully buy it. I love it. I'm excited for it. 
I love both those signings. Like I, I, as a longtime Warriors fan, the the one of the guys who kind of sneakily guards Steph the best is KCP. He's like mm-hmm. always given Steph trouble. I just think he like even on the Pistons, he was like kind of clamp Steph. And then this has been said, but Bruce Brown, the kind of most creative cutter, one of the most creative cutters in the NBA, playing with with Jokic is just so awesome. So it, it, it's I do think there's a lot of fun stuff happening. And having a guy like that who is a sort of a little bit of everything, like he came out of Miami as a uh, like a shooting guard and then wound up playing point as a backup in Detroit. And then it was like basically a small ball center in Brooklyn. Like, hey, you're a guy who can do a little bit of everything in weird ways. Go play with Jokic and like just figure out how that partnership works. And like I bet, you know, there's I remember I talked once with um, Jameer Nelson, who at the very end of his career was in Denver. And he was like, but I've been a point guard, like a regular point guard my whole life. And then they're like, go play with Jokic. And he was like, well, no, but I'm so, like, you got me like going in the corner and curling around off ball picks. And like, that's not what I do. It's not what I've done for 25 years of being a basketball <laughs> player. And they're like, shut up and cut. Just trust us. And he was like, and I was like, I, for like two weeks, I scored like 10 points a game, which I hadn't done in like five years because all I was doing was just cutting and he was going like, boop, 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 boop. And so like, if you are of the mind to do that, like it just makes your life so much easier. And so if they can also make his life easier by not letting ball handlers get like a 50 foot runway at him uh, in, you know, uh, in the middle of the lane, like yeah, the ceiling for that team is sky high. So um, uh, I don't know necessarily what drug goes along with that. I think we decided on weed, but maybe I I strong arm the room on that. That might be unfair of me to do, Um, but uh, enjoy a lot of it. Sometimes <laughs> the most obvious answer is the correct one. What is that, right. Harry? Uh, Occam's razor. Thank you. There you go. <laughs> Man, what am I going to do without you just filling in like every time I don't think of something? Which is you call me up. Perfect. Yeah. My, I know. No, seriously. my. I think the way I've got through life is literally just being like, what was that called to someone around me? <laughs> I like have the basic grasp of what I want to say, but I right. don't. I can never complete the picture on my own. That's so. okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. So we're all in. I think we're very excited. Um, and also the last thing I'll say is the thing that breaks my heart the most when somebody comes back from injury is them being pressured to do what they used to do too soon. Hopefully they've surrounded, uh, Jamal Murray with enough relief that even if he comes out like his, uh, God, remember when he was like, um, why can't I think of the, uh, Knicks player right now who he RJ Barrett when he was like yeah. the are like RJ Barrett before RJ Barrett um just like some shooting nights he'd go like one for 10 then he'd go nine for 10 then he'd go right. one for 15 you know that's a little bit exaggerated but um you know what if you need to come in and do that right away I think they've got you I think you can do that and adjust um just don't get online don't watch would- tv uh, well, I was going to say that Nuggets are also putting together, especially with these Aaron Gordon tweets, an all-time bad internet team. Wait. Know. Is anyone else? There's, I mean, they've Michael. got Jamal Murray has oh, well, posted his penis on the internet. That's true. They've got... Um, true. <laughs> they've got uh, uh, our man, Michael Porter Jr. Right. I mean, yeah. he's It's almost uh, camp at this point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then Aaron Gordon... Um, the Aaron Gordon thing is just so I mean it's almost just f- hilarious because why would you why would you do that to yourself? Um <laughs> not not to derail that but is Camp Girl a thing? Cuz I feel like Camp Girl seems like it could go somewhere on TikTok if you were just like I don't know like very 
Rocky Horror adjacent or something? Camp I'm not Girl sure. Would ins- camp Girl would only be... So someone whose camp would never do a blank... A- Enter it's here, girl. So That's camp girl point. would automatically be like you physically like to go to camps. Which That's what I, I think, was thinking. Yeah, yeah, it would summer be like camp girl. You enjoy yes. camp, yeah, or which or exists. And that's summer just camp. that's just crunchy granola girl, which we mm-hmm. talked about. I think in the last episode. Yeah, I can't remember if that was stayed in or if I needed that clarification before. Yeah, <laughs> yes. So, um, so yeah, that's the only way that camp is is gonna get into the blank girl space is if they can really prove it's gonna maybe like in a year or so they actually end it by making it cool um because they've done it in such a heightened horrible way um which would be good for society (laughs) i i I mean fair enough uh if we want to go out on a, a heightened, horrible note, we can go to Minnesota, where we just talked about our man Anthony Edwards for a while. Yeah, uh, for sure. They are they are from a as a team and as a an experiment. They're they were the fifth one uh, on the list for me because of the like Rudy the Rudy Gobert of it all. The like we have a center who's an All NBA center. We have a, a way our team works. How do we make it better? We don't get to necessarily pick because we're in Minnesota. Like what superstar would come here to elevate us. We don't necessarily have the free, the cap space to go sign a guy. Let's get another big center that people maybe don't always like and, but like figure out how to mash him together and make it work. And I think the fact, and the fact that they traded like everything they could possibly trade to get Rudy Gobert represents a pretty big bet on Edwards being like, that's, that's the future. Like that's the guy who we think will be our, our jaw, our, you know, insert uh, superstar wing here uh, that like elevates us. And I think that's a really big gamble, especially when it's hard to dig yourself out from a bad deal or a deal gone wrong in a place like Minnesota. But I love that I, that they went, that they tra- are trying that. I love that they're like, we have an offense that we think can be really good. How can we like aftermarket parts snap on a top 10 defense? Let's figure it out. And how that works, like, Every time Rudy Gobert was a starter, the, his team won like about 50 games. And can you even like envision a world where you feel comfortable imagining the Minnesota Timberwolves winning 50 games? Like it, 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 it feels disjo- like jarring. Like, you know, like, like if someone was like, no, 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 the, the language you speak will change. And then you start speaking it and you actually can speak French, mm-hmm. even though you never like learned how to do it. And you'll feel uncomfortable for a while, even though it's actually naturally happening. I don't know. I'm not sure how it's going to all play out, but I'm, I'm intrigued. I that's such a good metaphor. I was today. Just I bet ten dollars on the over for them. Okay, for total good. wins on this season. I love it. I love it. I'm. I, I'm. I don't. I'm I, all in. I'm. I'm way too scared to bet real money ever anywhere. Um, and the only time I've ever had a conversation with somebody professionally about it was somebody being like, "I really like your writing." Thank you so much for picking like X team. I didn't agree with you, so I faded you, and then I made money when that when it, like when the team that you wrote about lost. And I was like, that seems like a perfect way for this to work. Like oh you God. know, like, you clicked and you read it. Thank you so much. And then you were like, I don't believe you, and so <laughs> I will bet the other way. I'm like that's great. That alleviates awesome. all responsibility for me. I appreciate it. I can't believe you left out um, Luca Garza. I'm I'm an inveterate hater. I saw uh, this headline that was like, I'm I'm sorry. This is a local blog, and I think I love the local blogs most in the NBA. Um, 
But I <laughs> saw this headline that was like, Lakers are stunned by don't know. Wait, what was it? Oh, it was like, <laughs> Lakers don't know who Luca Garza is. Like, mystery man stuns the Lakers. And I'm like, this guy was the consensus pick for best player in college basketball <laughs> like two years ago. <laughs> oh, yeah. They, they really um, like him. I know. I think Chris Finch was like, yeah, that that he's going to be like a ro- or he's going to get a shot to be a rotation guy for them. But like how many minutes he gets when they've got Catton and and Gobert and Nas Reed and like they, they just signed uh, or they brought in Kyle Anderson. Like it, we'll have to see how much time he gets. But more dudes who can like kind of do multiple things seems like a really good option for them, especially since they traded away what like three rotation players and a bunch of like they gotta have to find rotation players somewhere more of them so i bet uh, he'll have like an amazing three game stretch in february or something um i the the most interesting thing to me about gobert and cat together is that like you said gobert is someone who i think of of course like it's been pointed out a million times that he's limited in in certain spaces but he is one of the most consistent at what he does Mm -hmm. um and Kat is one of the most inconsistent at what he does. Uh, and I, but other than that, like, I just, I think it's going to be garbage. <laughs> you, you, oh, really? So you, so you're, you are going against Sierra here. You're betting the, or you're, yeah. you are. No, I literally, I, I think this team is going to fail spectacularly. Why? I want to oh. hear this. I really badly want to hear I this. And I just, I don't think, I don't think that there is a clear, leader on the team mm-hmm. i don't think that you can point to a transplant to be that a, a famously infamously like disliked transplant to be that i don't think you can count on the player who has failed to be a leader in the like seven years he's been in the nba on the same fucking team i don't think you can count on someone as young as anthony edwards to save them um I don't think that he himself will have a garbage season, but you again, like one player can't save a team. I'm not saying they're going to like be wolves bad, you know, by wolves standards. I just don't, I mean, betting all of it on this, I don't think it's going to materialize. Like if you make the playoffs amazing, you're not making it out of the first round. Wow. All right. I think I'm on the other side of you on this. Well, I here's the thing. That- this podcast is ending. So <laughs> nobody will be able to. <laughs> I'll be, I will literally be in a cottage in Vermont by the time that the playoffs come around. Mm-hmm. So cottage core. I, I respect it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, th- I, I think you're right. I mean, also, it's like incredible D'Angelo Russell slander from you to not say there's not a leader there. Like, ex- honestly, expected better from a Louisville girl, but like, that's. Uh, neither here nor there. Excuse me? <laughs> Excuse me? The minute that he didn't go to Louisville for school, I was like, nah, might as well not even be from here. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, I mean, you're right. Like, it's going, there's all these reasons why it it doesn't feel, it feels like it shouldn't work, right? It feels like it might not make sense. But the, like, the, the amount of talent that, that's there, the fact that Gobert provides you that, like, high floor, like, you can only be so bad when you have a good defense. But then, like, part of having a good defense is going to be, like, so Carl Anthony Towns, your job is now to guard power forwards, like, stretch fours and to run around and, like, be a weak side defensive helper. How much do we believe in that? You know, like, 
you talked about the, the leadership part, like Pat Bev was hugely important for them last year as a guy that would like get everybody on the same page. Who does that now? Um, and like, how does it all kind of how the, 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 the elements are pretty combustible and like you could see it. I could absolutely see it being a 50 plus one team. And I think you're right. Like even just, even as you look at the way the West stacks up a couple of teams that at least a couple of teams that think they're going to be awesome are going to be like clawing to get into the play in. Right. And like that would be like I, I'm optimistic that that is like they're not going to reach that downside. But um, if it starts to spiral, who pulls them out of it, I think is a really interesting question. Right. Like the first practice where they've had like a three game losing streak. Who's like the positive person there? Who's the one who's like, let's get together and blah, blah, blah. I I, I think that this goes against a lot of things that I always tell people I think it's stupid to do, but which is like trying to uh, put a personality on a player that I don't personally know. But just based off play style and uh, personality on the court, I guess, I don't – I feel like Anthony Edwards is going to reveal himself in his career to have a similar intensity to Jimmy Butler. And that's a particularly interesting comparison when you consider the team and the players that he's around. In this context, right. Yeah. And so I also think that – maybe as he gets older, there might be more frustration in the kind of like lackadaisical way that Kat can play. And I also just don't think that like when a player is frustrated, Rudy Gobert is the one who's like, hey man, we can do this. Like maybe he is, but do you believe him? No. (laughs) (laughs) I would never follow him anywhere. Sorry. Right. Let alone to like the gates of hell in a playoff series. Right. It's like, no, we've, we've seen you and that, you could say though it's not his fault. Those Utah teams had nobody to stop the ball, whatever, whatever. But like we saw a, 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 a tactical decision. We go five out. We move you to the corner and you're not a problem anymore. We saw you get mopped up two years in a row doing that. So like, yeah. We saw I, your the, entire team give up on you and make you play defense alone. Right. Yeah. Like that's kind of more telling even than like maybe a little bit of shortcomings is that your entire jazz team gave up on you. Like Donovan Mitchell looked like he'd never played defense in his life because he did right. not like you. <laughs> so yeah. That I matters. Mean, it, yeah. No, no. The, 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 com- the combination could go sour for sure. But I think watching them try to figure it out, like from an X's and O's standpoint, and also from that personality meshing, I think that's going to be a really interesting thing to watch over the course of the next few months. Like if they're, if they go come out roaring and are like 30 and nine or whatever, then like, obviously all the vibes are great. And we're going to hear all the stories about how, you know, Rudy's knitting the team together or Anne's coming into a leadership role or Kat can finally relax a little bit and whatever. And then if it's the other way or if they're, if they're you know, like just like inching along or at one step forward, two steps back, I'm really interested in what those stories wind up looking like then. The thing that get I think initially got talked about when they joined is like, how are these two big guys going to play together? And then it was sort of swept like, oh, they're going to figure it out. But I really do the the them as a twin towers like is really stretching the limits of my ability to imagine a way two players yeah. could play together. You know, like the Allen and Mobley, I think was maybe the second hardest and that actually worked like i was like once i saw it it was like oh okay and you know somewhere on the way other end is like when harden and Embiid teamed up it was like you you could spend two seconds thinking about it and you would know oh okay i get how good these guys i really like how are they gonna play together what yeah what is gobert gonna do when when uh 
Towns like pump fakes and drives hard left. Like I just don't even like. Is he gonna run to the corner? Is he gonna backpedal? Is he gonna try to? Is is Towns gonna throw lobs? Like I just, it's it's totally no. And I'm confusing sure confusing to me. I think that like the the argument for them fitting together is that uh, Gobert is the traditional center, right? When you like boil it all the way boiled right. down and it's caramel. Like he's the traditional center. Cat is the non-traditional center. <laughs> Old school, new school. Put them mm. together. Like he'll be on the perimeter more. He'll be inside more. However, there is variance in the game of basketball. There's variance in an offense. You can't keep doing the same thing all the time or teams figure it out. So to your point, like, yes, absolutely. I just, I have never thought it made sense. Yeah. Even when people make it make sense, I, uh, whatever, we'll watch it and we'll see what, you know, Chris ends up doing. But I, I, especially on defense. I mean, on offense, like you said, yeah, what happens like six plays in when Cat has a bad shooting game? Right, right. How's he going to contribute? You know, throwing lobs to, to Rudy Gobert, that's amazing, but he can't be your number one scorer on the team. Right. And maybe he won't be. Maybe that's Anthony Edwards. But then again, like, when you think about all the guys whose second thing in their bag or even first thing in their bag is to drive like incredibly fast and hard okay <laughs> so your, well, your it, second it, or third guy is rudy gobert <laughs> All right. so two two things on that to close up on the on the wolves is like one the uh well we're gonna need a drug for them we didn't do a drug for mm. them so i just want to put that you'll we'll bring put that uh they head. should be dmt because when you do dmt apparently it releases something apparently it releases something in your brain <laughs> Stud studies that you've read have shown studies that i've read <laughs> It releases something in your brain that is released when you die. So maybe it should be, they should be the DMT. And who did I say was DMT last time? The, you might have said like three teams are DMT. The, we needed a down. Yeah, having for a the DMT Grizz. girl over here. The Grizz, um, the Grizz, you the said. The Grizz, DMT. that's right. Okay, that's right. I, actually, the Grizzlies are ketamine. I don't ketamine. know what yeah. I was saying. Yeah, that's they're, what I was thinking said Yeah, 100%. A I'm J glad, hole glad. instead of a K hole. That's a <laughs> I love it. I'm glad. I'm glad we net, we we <laughs> ironed that out. And then the other thing is, you know, to your point about uh, you know how it all fits together. A lot of and I've I think I've written this too, but other people have said like, well, Chris Finch has experience with uh, teams that have two bigs. Like he was in Denver when they had uh, Jokic and Nurkic together. He was in New Orleans when they had uh, Boogie and AD together. And so like he's got experience putting those together. And I'm like, well. The AD and Boogie thing was like half a season, and then Boogie ruptured Literally. his Achilles. Right. And, and were, the yeah. and the Nuggets thing, they they were like, well, we got to get rid of one of these guys, you know. <laughs> so like, um, so maybe it's you know, uh, maybe it works, but maybe it's also like the the we'll find out like there's a like half season shelf life of that, and then it's time for Plan B. But I don't know. I think that, and then if we get to that point, that's pretty fascinating too, because what the hell do you do then? Right, which is also just a funny comparison because, and I get it, it's a good thing to relay back. It really is. But like, Jokic is the, we've never seen anyone <laughs> have the abilities to do right. what he does. Like, as someone who would maybe height wise be considered a center, like, we've never seen anybody be able to facilitate like he has um, at his frame, or even when you like, in the context of everything, when it's all said and done, like, maybe his frame isn't even going to be like a necessary disclaimer to, to talk about how great he is. And as far as AD, like you said, like Boogie got traded at All-Star. Right. Um, yeah. Right? At All-Star, wasn't that when he found out? And it was yeah, like yeah, yeah. in New Orleans. Um, and AD also like 
unfortunately, maybe we're not going to remember, be able to like compartmentalize all of the gaps in his play, but like also just spectacularly unique in his abilities. So I'm sorry, but Cat is is great. And I think I'd stop it there. I think I'd cap it at great. I don't think I'd cap it at like all time great or like revolutionarily great. Right. Well, I think the good news is it'll make it well, it will have an easier time remembering AD's qualities when the Lakers succeed at a really high level mm. this season. And you and I were the ones who called it. So hundred percent. Um so I mean I think that that'll be that'll really help us paper over some of those dark spots and and uh, we'll be able to point to this and say this was when it all turned around for them, when Haley believed in you. Mm. Did you when see there that? Was two, when there was one set of footprints, it was when, when Haley was carrying <laughs> Anthony Davis. I, I, for the first time in I think my entire life, I Googled a Bible verse yesterday because Russ had it on his Instagram story. Did you guys see mm. this? No, I didn't. Mm-hmm. Hang on, I'll pull it up. I wonder if it's still in my Google history. So I started using Google like multiple tabs because Sierra thought it was weird that I was just Googling stuff on the same tab. Here's a little look at my tabs. Wegmans, Kentucky. Um, Fidel Castro basketball. I want to get a print. I think that'd be pretty good. Um, (laughs) Willie Nelson concert dates. He's Mm -hmm. only in California the rest of the year, which is a big bummer. Um, Is Charlie Hunnam happy? Is Charlie what a okay. great search. So one of those I have replaced the Bible verse, but let me just, I bet I can Twitter search it. Um, Westbrook. Bible. Who's Charlie Hunnam? <laughs> yeah, first thing. Okay, it's 1 Peter 5 colon 8. Is that how you read it? I don't know. Uh, my church experience is limited to like going to mass with my grandparents whenever we were in town visiting them mm, and right. which I just remember being awful. And um, when I was living in uh, the small town, I was in elementary school, middle school and high school going to the like church stuff there to fit in. And that was also awful. OK, be sober, be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. So I just feel like that's bad. Um, that sound without good. knowing too much of, about the metaphor, the context around it. He, it's basically saying, like, keep, let's see, be vigilant. Oh, Pastor Haley, be vigilant. So keep your eyes open because your adversary, something about a lion is tying in here is literally walking around seeing if he can devour you. Mm. So this is after Russ is like, let me look for people who want to devour me. Who are nearby. Who are nearby. Like maybe on my my own team, hypothetically, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, hypothetically, as Pat Bev asks him to come in for a huddle and he says no. Um, I think, so part that, my first read on that is like, stay even keeled because the haters are all over, right? And like, you Mm. you know, Pollyanna Dana. Between the two of us, between Pastor Haley and Pollyanna Dana, we've got something going there. I don't know what that translates into on TikTok, but it's something. Yeah, I mean, I I just feel, I I don't know. The Patrick Beverly thing was bad. It's just bad. The vibes are weird, and I don't think it's going to, I mean, the vibes are are weird, but turning. They're turning. And I think it's, 
Yep, and I think that uh, we're gonna see a lot of, what is the stuff that KOC always is like? Yeah, we're, he's, we're gonna see Russ screening off the ball and we're gonna see him diving and we're gonna <laughs> see him- screens. Catching yeah, binders full of screens. Yeah, binders full I like that. That's the old one for you guys, for you oh, old heads God. out there. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, all right. Yeah, gonna be a lot of off uh, offensive ratings and there's gonna be a lot of defensive ratings. And <laughs> there's no doubt about that. Yeah. So many ratings, Kelly, so many ratings. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's a, a nice, um, pleasant place to stop. Dan, thank you so much. Um, you are just one of my favorite people. And I'm so happy that you're starting a wonderful new chapter. Thank you so much, Haley. The feeling is very much mutual. Um, and I, I'm so sorry that I'm the reason it's all ending. But <laughs> I'm, I'm so glad that, uh, that you... Uh, gave me a little bit of time to come and, and uh, be the it girl I know I could be here for the spinsters audiences. As somebody who is part of the spinsters audience, as someone who is an, a devoted spinfluencer, um, I'm. Uh, it, it's it's a, a legitimate treat to get to do this. So good to see you, friend. Oh, thanks, Dan. 